Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are on episode number three of Time Out with Victoria and I just want to start off with a little disclaimer. I am very tired right now. I'm kind of in a very chill mood right now, at least for right now. So if my enthusiasm seems a little subpar, that's why. Um, also, my air conditioning is going off in the background. Um, I have a very, very, very loud air conditioner, so I'm very sorry if you can hear that. It will eventually turn off. <laughs> um, but anyways, today in our episode, we're going to talk about how... We're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about how uh, childhood trauma forces children to grow up faster than normal. I feel like this is a topic that I have heard lots of people talk about. I hear about it and I see about it. Uh, I see it a lot on Twitter, um, specifically. I always see the jokes of people being like, oh, people tell me I'm really mature for my age, and they respond like, oh, thanks, it was the trauma. And I've seen that a lot for quite a while now, and I've heard people talk about it before, and I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts and opinions on it, and, you know, I just want to talk about it today. So, that's what we're going to get into. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So... Um, adolescent trauma. First off, it's not a good thing, but I know that a lot of people deal with it. I know it's quite common, unfortunately. Now, like with every episode that we have had thus far, I normally like to start off with my own personal experience and then kind of dive into, like, my thoughts about it. Now, I don't want to dive in too, too, too much because I am planning on actually doing a whole episode, kind of like mini-series, regarding... Um, my childhood trauma and my experience with that and like everything like that just like going really really like full set and like really dive into that um, I don't want to get into it too much in this episode because it's a lot and I don't want to like I don't want to get into it in that one I don't want to get into it in this one but I will just say that I do have childhood trauma and it has followed me uh, to adulthood um, and my trauma was more um, emotional physical abuse and also just um I don't know I feel like I feel like trauma is somewhat hard especially at like adolescent trauma I feel like it's hard to kind of pinpoint as an adult like when you reflect on it because there's so many like emotions and thoughts that go with it and so sometimes I feel like it can get really overwhelming to like try to explain or try to just like make sense in your own head you know even more like try to explain it to someone um so yeah so I guess I'll just kind of start with a very simple kind of rundown of what I experienced. So, um, I, okay, like I mentioned in the last episode, I grew up in a single parent household, and that alone can be kind of saddening for a child. I don't know if I would consider it traumatic, um, but it definitely causes some, um, it, it definitely causes for like a different, obviously it, it, it creates a different household, a different household energy, um, versus if you grew up in a, you know with your nuclear family with two parents and so that was something that was always hard for me as a child because but like all of my friends grew up in a nuclear family with both of their uh with both of their parents and i didn't and so that part alone was pretty challenging to deal with now i don't think i would necessarily consider it traumatic but i don't think it helped the situation um in the slightest because i obviously didn't have that second parent in the household to lean on for support um and so that definitely was um, a contributing factor. It definitely, you know, didn't it didn't ease the situation at all. But um, 
I did get abused when I was a kid, when I was a little kid. Um, like I said earlier, it was a physical and emotional, so I don't want, like I said, I'm not going to get super into it in this episode, but um, I just want to make a, dis a quick disclaimer that um, my situation and my trauma is my own. It's my own story. It's my own experience. I am in no way... Um, you know, discrediting anyone else's trauma. I am also fully 100% aware that my trauma and my experience and what I went through as a child um, was not all, how do I explain this? It wasn't as bad as other people's. Like, and, I, and I'm not trying to make it seem like I had the worst childhood and, you know, my story is the worst and, and I had to go through the worst stuff. Like, that's not what I'm trying to portray. Um, I don't want to, like, you know, Un invalidate is that a word I, <laughs> I don't want to take away other like other people's pain like that's not what I'm trying to do that's not my intent um, I'm simply just trying to explain like what I went through and like my experience and my thoughts on childhood trauma I'm not trying to like discredit anyone else's or say like mine is worse or anything like that I understand that everyone's situation is a lot different and honestly my childhood could could have been a whole lot worse I I'm, I'm totally aware of that, so I don't want anyone to kind of take that away, you know, and thinking that I'm, you know, trying to make, like, a competition or something, because I'm, oh my god, I'm not. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that, because I know that those kind of things can get misconstrued a lot. But, um, yeah, so I grew up in a single-parent household. I grew up as an only child. Um, I'm not an only child. I actually do have two, I have two older sisters. They're technically my half-sisters, but they're my sisters. Um, but... I did not grow up with them in the household. They were much, much, they were much, much older than me. They were like 18, 19 years old when I was born. So, um, and they also have a different mom than I do. We have the same uh, father. So they weren't even in the same state as, as me when I was growing up. So I grew up as an only child for all practical purposes. I was an only child, um, grew up in a single parent household. So really it was just me and my mom. And for a lot of different reasons, that is hard. And if you have grown up in that situation, then you probably, you know, recognize the struggles. But my situation was also a little bit different because my mom had a, um, had an illness. She was, uh, I don't know if I would say she was terminally ill because she wasn't necessarily like, on her deathbed my entire childhood, but she definitely wasn't well. Um, and like I said, I am going to get into that in much more detail in a later episode. But because of those special, unique circumstances... I was put under a lot of pressure to kind of take on that caretaker role of the household and part of it was because of just my mom's parenting style and part of it was just because of the situation we were in and um, I think that that has you know that's obviously shaped me who I am now as an adult and I feel like I mean that's what that's what childhood trauma and distress does you know it, it shapes you anything in your childhood shapes you as, a, as an adult but I think especially childhood trauma um, and distress and things like that, it definitely forces you to grow up a lot faster and it definitely changes the way that you are as an adult, I think, in my personal opinion, what I have observed. So for me, um, I remember I was in charge of like making dinner. I was in charge of doing the laundry, of like cleaning, uh, just the random household things that... Um, I don't know if a child would necessarily have all the responsibility for. I feel like, you know, it, like I understand like children have like household chores and they have they have responsibilities and things that they do. But um, I feel like 
the level that I had was a little bit more than most children. And so from a very young age, I always had it kind of drilled into me that I was responsible for, for these things around the house and I was supposed to take care of them and do the upkeep. And, and if I didn't, there was consequences. And um, so obviously that taught me lots of life skills, which on one hand is good. I obviously you know how to take care of myself, which is always a good thing because um, there are a lot of kids in this new generation that don't really know how to take care of themselves very well. Um, so on one hand, I'll say, you know, I have that for me, I guess, but on the other hand, it definitely did put a lot of pressure on me as a kid, and I felt nervous all the time, and I was scared all the time, because I always felt like I was going to fail, or I wasn't going to do something right, or I was going to mess up, and I distinctly remember when I was growing up, now, and this might also just come with the unique circumstance, like I said, in my mom's parenting style, but... I remember growing up always thinking, you know, that I wasn't allowed to mess up. I wasn't allowed to make mistakes because I was supposed to just be perfect. I was just supposed to know how to do something and know how to do it the first time, which is absolutely ridiculous because I'm a child. I'm learning things. I'm growing up. There's absolutely no way that I would know how to do something perfectly the very first time if I've never done it before. Um, obviously now as an adult, I can like use logic and understand that, but I feel like as a child, I didn't know that because there was such this large pressure on me all the time to just do what I was, do what I was told, do it well the first time, don't ask questions, don't mess up. And so, you know, the more that happens and the more often that, that, that was just, you know, it was so prevalent in my childhood. And, um, I felt like over time that it did become traumatic because it, forced me into this mold of like wanting to be perfect, wanting to always please people, which in turn made me a chronic people pleaser. And I'm still getting over that to this day as an adult. And um, obviously childhood trauma like follows you. I think in my personal opinion, I think it follows you the rest of your life. It's obviously something you have to work at as an adult and you have to unpack those problems and talk about it and deal with it and figure it out, which I have been doing my whole life and I'm continuing to doing. But I do notice every day a little bit of those problems creeping back into my current adult life that I notice that, well, those all stemmed from my childhood. And so I'm sure that that's a similar case to most people. But um, yeah, and so I think that was kind of what, I think that kind of was a product of like an emotional abuse um, because there was a lot of... Um, like I said, there was a lot of pressure on me to just always be perfect and do everything right the first time. And I wasn't allowed to ask questions or I wasn't allowed to make mistakes because if I did, I got in trouble or I got yelled at. And obviously as a kid, that's very hard because you don't know why you're getting yelled at. You don't know why you're in trouble because you're just trying to figure something out. You're just trying to understand, but yet you're not allowed to understand. You're not allowed to grow because it's wrong. Um, and so for a very long time in my life, I felt like I was stupid, I felt like I couldn't do anything right, I felt like everything was always my fault. Um, and I mean, and I, I tried so hard to always be that person that could fix it, that could figure something out, that could just, that could just get it done, that they could just do it. And I think there's still a little bit of that in me as of today. Um, I, I try to be that person as often as I can, and I, I do feel like kind of disappointed in myself sometimes when I can't figure something out by myself or I can't figure something out on my own or the first time or I make mistakes or whatever, but I'm obviously still 
learning that that's just normal. That's, that's, that's how you grow up. That's how you learn things, you know? Um, but obviously that's something that was not necessarily acceptable in my childhood. And so that obviously can have a very, very big impact as a child or, or as an adult. And of course, you know, that makes me grow up really fast. And I feel like with trauma, um, it, it leaves a mark, you know, it leaves a scar on your heart, in your, in your mind, um, your soul, however you want to look at it. Um, I definitely think it leaves a mark. Um, and it makes you who you are. I mean, and, and there are plenty of things stating that, you know, lots of traits and habits and skills we have in as adult, um, we, we learn from our childhood. And so I, I fully believe in that, that we are a product of our childhood. And so I feel like when those really hard traumatic things happen in our childhood, they obviously follow us and they leave a mark on us and we never forget it. And it shapes us as an adult and who we are and it, it makes us do the things that we do. And it's why the way we are, you know? And in adolescence especially, you know, that's such a delicate time in your life because you're learning, you're growing, you don't know a lot of things, you know, every single day you're constantly learning. You're, you know, you're very imaginative, like you have all these ideas, you're, you know, you're learning about the world, like it's so overwhelming and there's so much and your brains are developing and obviously, that, I mean, that's just normal, that's just how you grow up, that's how children are, you know, but I feel like when those traumatic events happen, whether it's, you know, any sort of abuse, you know, sexual, physical, emotional, whatever it is, um, or even if it's um, some sort of like, um, you know, because trauma doesn't always have to be abuse. Trauma can also be like if you got in a car wreck or if you obviously like something crazy, like if you like watched a family member die at a young age or, or you know, anything that is just like a shocking event that happens, you know, that can be traumatic however you take that. Um, and obviously I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, I'm not any sort of licensed professional in any way, shape or form. So I'm not trying to give advice or anything and I could be wrong on some of these topics. This is just, you know, like I said, my personal view and my personal opinion, but trauma requires so many big, complex emotions to understand and to figure out, even as adults. And so with children, it's so, it's so hard to go through because, you know, kids are like sponges. Kids absorb everything. They... Be, you know, because they're learning, you know, what else, you know, that's just how they are. Kids are sponges. They absorb everything. They're a lot smarter than we give them credit for, let's be honest. They are very, very, very smart. And I, you know, trauma, it, it requires big emotions. Um, you know, when something, when we witness something traumatic happen in our lives or we go through something traumatic, there's anger, there's fear, there's resentment, you know, there's guilt, there's denial, all these different emotions that we go through that take time to go through and to handle and to deal with. And it's not just like, boom, overnight, like you're good to go. That's not how that works. It's a healing process. And I feel like it's extremely hard for children because, you know, think about it. When you're a little kid and your life is, you know, you know, bliss, you know, you haven't had to, you know, you haven't had to deal with any of these like big, crazy adult problems that this world likes to give us, you know, kids see the world through rose colored glasses you know they see the world with innocence and they have dreams and you know they're so imaginative and like all these great things and I feel like as parents and as caretakers we you know we try really really hard I'm saying we like I'm a parent I'm not a parent but I feel like um, even now like if I'm around a child um, you know I feel like as an adult 
as adults, we try to protect children as much as we can. And we try to, you know, make them explore and learn new things and be adventurous and be brave and have these dreams. And, you know, we encourage them. We encourage these behaviors. We want them to have a happy, positive life. We want them to be happy. We want them to smile. You know, we want them to have a good, joyous life. And I feel like we, you know, obviously we want that for them so bad. And then that is just what they know, you know, they, and which is good. I mean, obviously that's our intent and that's what ends up happening for most children, I believe. And then when an event, let's say, I don't know, let's say a car accident. I don't know. Um, let's say, you know, a big event like that happens and a child witnesses it or they're in it or whatever it is. That is a, I mean, even for an adult, think about it. That's a world of emotions. You're scared. You're panicked. You know, you, there's adrenaline, like all these things happen. Um, when our body goes into shock, you know, fight or flight. And I don't know if children have a very good, like, hold, like, a, a capacity to hold all those emotions because they're so, th those emotions are so big and they're so heavy. And I feel like as adults, as we emerge through life, you know, we kind of get, um, we kind of get tacked on to all these different struggles, these day-to-day -day struggles, and we kind of almost become, almost a little numb to it, you know? And so I feel like, obviously when traumatic things happen to us in adulthood, they're still very much traumatic. Like, they're still very hard to get through. But I feel like we have a much better hold on our emotions. We can kind of get through the day. We can figure it out step by step. And that's obviously just because we have gained those skills and that knowledge to do that. But children aren't necessarily at that point in their lives where they have those skills. They have that knowledge. They have that experience, right? And so the first time that they, that, that they're introduced to something like that, it is it's an immense amount of feelings, an immense amount of emotions that they don't know how to process. You know, I mean, let I me mean, look at toddlers. Like, toddlers are trying to process their everyday emotions, like, as hard, you know, like, that's already hard for them. And imagine, you know, on, the, on top of that, you're tackling on these huge, heavy emotions like grief, um, assault, abuse, whatever, whatever the situation may be, whatever the type of trauma it is. That is such a hard thing to grasp and to process and to understand and accept as a child and that is why I think it makes children grow up so fast and I don't know if this is something that a lot of adults like to talk about because it's hard to talk about it and it's sad because obviously no one wants to think about little kids going through that sad things um think about if you have you guys seen that, sh that show shameless it's on showtime um if you haven't seen that show, I'll kind of give a rundown. It's set in um, Southside Chicago, so kind of like a little inner city rundown area. And it's about a family that I think they have like, what, six kids or something? And the father is an alcoholic. He's like a deadbeat dad. The mom is like nowhere to be found. But she comes back in and out of the show, but she's basically like a, a drug addict and she has like bipolar disease. And um, basically the, the eldest sibling who I think in the very beginning of the show was like 19 or something, or no, I think she's like 20, 21 or something. Um, she's like a young adult. Um, it's her, this whole show is about her taking care of her siblings because her parents couldn't step up to the plate. And, um, we, you know, obviously the whole show goes through this whole entire family struggles, but I mean, in that show you see drug abuse, alcohol abuse, you see, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, poverty, like all these different types of, you know, death, all these things that happen. And, 
you see these kids, I mean, obviously this is a, this is a fictional, this is a fake show, but these are very real life scenarios that happen all the time. And you see in the show, you see this family, you see these kids like start to crumble and they're going through these big, large traumatic events all the time. And it's hard. Like I, I remember the first time I ever watched that show, it, you know, obviously like I can't get through that show without crying because it's just a really hard show to, to watch. But, you know, I was like having experienced and in, in dealing with some of those topics that come up in that show it's like, I can't help but to relate. You know, I'm just like, yes, like they nailed this emotion spot on. They nailed, they nailed that show spot on to a T, how it feels to be in that situation, how it feels to have an alcoholic father or how it feels to have, you know, to, to live in just a chaotic world and a chaotic household that has no structure, that is just simply, it is just a mess. You know, like they, they, they display that emotion so well and I remember the first time my fiance ever watched that show with me. Um, and for some context, my fiance is a very, very, very lucky man. And he grew up in a household with both his parents. His parents are still ha very happily married. Um, he he really had like the ideal, like perfect childhood. I'm not kidding. Um, and, and he's so lucky. And I tell him all the time. And he's so grateful for that because he now understands, you know, that that's a luxury that not a lot of kids get to have um and so the first time that he watched that show with me every episode every single episode he was just like distraught and he was just like oh my god like i know this is fake but holy shit like stuff like this actually happens and i'm like yeah i'm like stuff like this happens all the time this happens to children all the time and you want to know why so many of us are fucked up all the time well this is why it's because we deal with shit like like this when we're seven years old you know and um it was crazy to watch him watch that show for the first time and watch his emotions and how he like processed it as an adult and it's true i mean you know it it's hard to deal with that kind of stuff as an adult but it's so much harder to deal with it as a, as a kid and it does make kids grow up fast it really does it forces it, it, it forces a different perspective on kids's mind i think you know like i mentioned earlier like kids kind of look through the world with rose-colored glasses, you know, with, like, their innocence and everything, but when that innocence gets, gets tainted by trauma of any sort, they slowly start to lose that faith, and, um, that's when you start seeing kids with behavioral issues that, you know, have problems at home, have problems with their parents, that are resentful, that are having all these problems, and it's because, like, and obviously this is not the only reason why people, while kids specifically, like, act on behavior, like, that's not what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize, but, um, I, 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 I feel like in most circumstances that I've, that I've seen in my own personal opinion that a lot of those kids that are having those issues is because they don't have a, a good home life for whatever reason. There could be a multiple of reasons, as we all know, but I find a lot of those home life situations can be traumatic, can be toxic, and obviously that is not a good environment for children to thrive in. Um, like I said, children are sponges. They absorb everything. And you cannot heal in an environment that broke you. And for a lot of kids, they can't get away from that. For a lot of children, the environment that they grew up in is the environment that broke them. And guess what? It's not really easy to get out of that environment when you're a little kid. You're kind of stuck there. And so I find in my own personal situation, this happened to me personally, 
I found that I could not heal. I could not deal with those issues that I was dealing with until I got out, until I moved. And for a lot of kids, they don't have that opportunity until they go to college. And at that point, you're 18. You've had these issues for how many years? You're an adult. You know, you, you, it, it follows you. And unless you're actively, like, getting help with it, it's not easy to deal with. It's not, it doesn't just go away. You know, these are these things that, that follow you, that, that stay with you your whole life. And it sucks. <laughs> if you are a person who has had an ideal perfect childhood and you haven't, you know, you've kind of had a, you know, quote, easy life. I don't like to say easy life because I don't think anyone's life is necessarily easy. But um, I just want you to understand how grateful you are. Or I just want you to understand, like, how, how fortunate you are. Um, because, unfortunately, that's not the situation for a lot of children. Um, and that's really sad. And I don't like that that happens. And I feel like it happens a lot, like toxic childhoods. I feel like that happens so, so often and no one talks about it. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because we don't want to bring up the past or we feel ashamed of our past or whatever. But I know so many people my age that don't have good relationships with their parents, that have a toxic home life, that like, I know it's so common. I know so many people that have that issue. And it's so sad because it's like our parents, our family, they should be our support system. They should be our number one people to go to when we have a problem, you know? And for a lot of people, they're not. For a lot of people, that's the last. That's the last group of people you want to be around. And I just think that that's really unfortunate. I think it's really sad. And I don't know how we can fix that problem. I don't know if that's even plausible. Um, I don't know. All I know, I'm kind of straying away from the topic, but all I know is that Childhood trauma definitely makes kids grow up. Um, I know for me in my personal um, situation, I am a lot, I don't want to like brag or anything because this is not something to brag about, but I do honestly genuinely think that I am a lot smarter than a lot of kids at my age. Not like textbook smart because like I don't get like the best grades. I mean like scenario smart, like um, street smart if you will. Um, I'm really good at like reading a room and like reading a situation and figuring out how to go about the situation in the like easiest way possible. And that was a, that was a product of um, tiptoeing and walking on eggshells around my mom to not upset her. And therefore, from a very, very young age, I learned how to read the room. I learned how to read people's emotions and figure out, okay, are they mad? Are they, you know? And from that, I know how to respond. I know how to react in a way that comforts them, that makes them comfortable. And so I'm really, really, really good at being a people pleaser, settling any sort of like conflict within two people and like reading the space and like reading people. And I feel like that's a skill that not a lot of adults have. Um, just like I keep saying, in my own personal opinion, you don't have to agree with this. This is just what I have observed through my time that that is what I see a lot and I definitely contribute that to my childhood that's something I know how to do um, I know how to take care of myself really really well I have been like super independent since I was like eight or nine years old which is ridiculous but um, it's true and, and on one hand that's not necessarily a bad thing because I do know how to take care of myself and I'm confident in how to take care of myself but in one end it is sad because I didn't get to have that childhood I didn't get to have those like 
bonding relationship with my mom. I didn't get to have just that, like, leisurely, um, like, quote-unquote, like, innocent childhood, I guess, because I was constantly worried about, well, what chores do I have to do now? Oh, I still have to do this. Like, I had a very stressful childhood, and it caused a lot of, like, underlying issues, like, with depression and anxiety and wanting to always be good, like, wanting to always you know, do the right thing and say the right thing and wanting to just kind of like slip away in the background and becoming almost invisible. I didn't want people to notice me. Like my entire childhood, I was a very, very quiet. I was very shy. I did not want people to talk to me. Um, even like when we would go over for like family functions, like I wouldn't really talk to anyone and I didn't really get out of that stage of like wanting to be invisible. I would say honestly until up, up to about two or three years ago. So it took me until I was like 19, 20 years old. And that's hard. That's really sad because I missed out on a lot of opportunities. I missed out on a lot of things in my life because I was scared. I was scared of people. I was scared of situations I didn't know how to control. I was scared of embarrassing myself or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or looking stupid or whatever. And that sucks. And I really... I really hate that that happened. I really hate that that was something that I was so focused on for a large part of my life. I was so focused on making sure I was just doing the right thing and just making everyone happy because I was so used to just being ridiculed all the time as a child. And I was so, I, I had this, I brought, I got, how do I explain this? <laughs> I grew up kind of with this notion that everything was my fault. And so, obviously, as an adult, <laughs> it's not a good feeling to have. And I'm, I'm definitely a lot better with it now, uh, but it did take me quite a while to kind of unlearn that habit that not everything is my fault and not everything is up to me to make perfect and make sure that everything's okay. I don't always have to be the peacemaker. And so that definitely made me grow up a lot. Um, and then, obviously, with it kind of ties along with, like, physical abuse, um, I have a lot of trust issues. I have a really hard time with letting people love me, which, um, like, I have a hard time with letting, with, like, accepting people who want to be there for me or, like, who want to take care of me. I'm, I, I, I'm more, I'm more accepting of it now, obviously, like I keep saying, because like, I've, I've worked through these problems a little bit. But for a long time there, I was very, like, independent. Like, I didn't want anyone's help. It was like, no, I can handle it. I got it. And it was because it was coming from a place of, like, I don't want to be hurt anymore by anyone, you know? Because obviously when you're, well, for me personally, in that situation, I had no control over the physical abuse. It was just happening to me. And I didn't, I couldn't fight back. I couldn't say no. I couldn't run away. All I could do was basically just sit there and take it and just accept, like, okay, this is my life. Like, this just happens. This is just normal. And yeah, I could be upset about it, but nothing was ever going to happen, you know? And so, um, it, that was a part, a big part of my life that I obviously didn't have control over. And, um, so I had a really hard problem and I'm still working on it of wanting to trust people and letting people in my life and letting people do things for me. Um, and knowing that it's not coming from a malicious intent so they can control me or they can hurt me. And, um, so yeah, that's obviously very hard. And that forced me to grow up in a way because I wanted to do everything by myself. I wanted to figure everything out by myself um, because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't want anyone to do it for me because I, I thought everyone was shady. I thought everyone was trying to hurt me. 
and that sucks. That's also very sad. Um, and there's obviously more things to this. I'm not going to get super, super deep into it because I don't want to get sad, <laughs> but also, like I said, I'm going to talk about this much more in depth in a different, um, in a different episode, but child toxicity is very real and it's a very real topic and I don't think enough people talk about it. I mean, like you, I mean, think about like all the hostile relationships you see between children and their parents. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a quote-unquote traumatic experience, but even things like that, even not having a good relationship with your parents, um, living in a hostile household, you know, a non-accepting household, a non-supportive, a non-loving household, whatever it is, those things leave marks on you as a child, and you grow up with that. And it can become traumatic. It can, it can become this thing that you have to work at every day to be okay as an adult. And they follow you. And that is just something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. I don't, like, I don't know if people are just sad and they don't, they don't want to bring it up. Because I know that was the case for me for a long time. I didn't want to talk about it because it was sad and it was embarrassing. And I didn't want people to feel sympathy for me. And even to this day, like, as I sit here and I tell you guys this, I don't want anyone, anyone ever at all, to ever feel sympathy for me. That's not what I want. That's not my intention. I am simply talking about this, I guess, to bring awareness to it. I just want to talk about it. I want to open up the discussion because these are very real things that happen quite often and they just kind of get swept under the rug as being acceptable when it's not and I am tired of it being so normal to have a toxic childhood and, and for it to be so normal to have you know a shit childhood or terrible parents or like children having to heal from their trauma that's not fair I don't think children should have trauma. I don't think children should have to deal with those big grown-up adult emotions that we can barely handle most of the time. How the hell do we expect a little kid to handle it? And then, you know, we lash out. We, la we, we, uh, we fight back when kids lash out because they're having these problems at home, but yet no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to fix it. Well, how is that fair? That doesn't make any sense at all. I remember being in that position when... I finally got to the point when I was like, mm, I don't know, I think it was like 14 or something. I finally got to the point where I had enough. I was done. I was tired of being hurt. I was tired of being sad. I was tired of being yelled at all the time. I was tired of my life. I was mad. I was angry. I was pissed off. I was pissed off all the time. I was so angry. And I remember family and friends coming at me like I was a bad guy, saying that I needed to chill out, that I was being a bad kid, that I was, and I was, and I know that part of it was like being an angsty teenager and like teenagers are just mad at the world all the time anyway, but my anger was coming from a different place. My anger was coming from, I'm tired of being in a situation and in a household where I don't have control over literally anything. I'm the one being controlled and I am not in a loving household, I'm not in a supportive household. I am living with a person who yells at me all the time, who tells me I'm a loser that tells me I'm a bitch you know like all these things that pile up pile up pile up and becomes this toxicity becomes this problem that not only did I not <laughs> did I not ask for <laughs> you know and it it's becoming a problem that it, you know it was affecting my my school it was affecting my personal life it was affecting my relationships that I was having with my friends with my family with obviously my parent. Um, it was affecting my self-esteem. It was affecting my self-worth. I deemed myself as non-valuable. I deemed myself as a burden. And all of these things 
just kept piling up. And I finally got to the point where I said, I'm, I've had enough. I don't like this anymore. This is not okay. This is not fair. No, like, and I snapped back and no one liked that. And then all of a sudden I was the bad person. And I don't understand why that happens. Obviously everyone's situation is different. I understand that. And I know that for some situations, it may not totally always be accurate, but in my situation that I'm personally speaking on right now, this is my situation, this is my story, my opinion, my situation, it was not warranted for my loved ones to come to me telling me that I was the one at fault when I wasn't. I had been put in a situation of being a number one target, I guess, of these acts for years, my entire childhood, and everyone just kind of, I don't know if my, ch I don't know if my family didn't know it was happening, or they didn't know how bad it was, or I don't know what the situation was, but I just know that it happened for a long time, and when I eventually got fed up with it and I wanted to fight back, I wasn't allowed to. I was the bad guy, and obviously that just made me more angry. And I just don't understand why we do that to kids. I don't understand why we automatically discredit the teenagers and the kids that finally stand up for themselves and finally, um, quote-unquote, talk back to their parents after their parents talk shit to them, to their face literally every single day. I don't know how that's fair or why we do that, why that's acceptable. I think, now obviously I'm not a parent, but I think that as a parent, you should treat your child with respect if you expect them to treat you with respect. I think it should be vice versa. Now obviously, <laughs> uh, there are very, obviously there are certain situations where you are the parent, you have authority, you need to be assertive. I understand that completely. But, just because you're my mom, doesn't mean you can just be mean to me all the time and physically hurt me and call me a bitch and all these things every single day just because you're my mom. That's not, and that's not a behavior that's warranted just because of your title. Just because you're my mom. That doesn't, that doesn't give you the right to do those things to me. And I think that's something that happens a lot within households is that there's this kind of like control of power of like, well, I'm your parent. You know, I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want and you just have to do it because I'm your parent. And I think that's bullshit. I don't think that's right. Now, obviously, if you're not dealing with these types of issues at home and your parents like go to the dishes, okay, go do the dishes. Like that's, you know, that's a parent just being a parent. This is not right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when a parent deems it appropriate to hit you or call you names or abuse you or, any, or whatever it is just because they're your parent and because they think that by that standard they think it's okay that is not acceptable that is not okay that's what i'm talking about please don't take this out of context so yeah i'm gonna get off my soapbox but that's just something that i have had in my chest that i've wanted to say for a very long time because i feel like it happens all the time and we're just expected to take it just because it's our parents like i know so many of my friends right now where they have those problems with their parents right now as young adults and they feel like they can't say anything back they feel like they, they can't do anything they just have to be talked like that or just be treated like that and i just don't think that's fair i think you know as a parent 
you have kids because you want to bring someone into this world. You want to teach them things. You want to love them. You, you know, the, you don't have children to dictate them, to be mean to them, to have all this power over someone. And if that's the reason you're having kids, you shouldn't be having kids. And so I feel like there's lots of, there's obviously lots of different factors that take control, like that, that take into consideration with like childhood trauma and adolescent issues like that. Um, but I feel like it's, it, it, it's definitely caused, like, okay, what am I trying to say? I'm like, I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts together. Like childhood trauma is obviously caused by multiple different factors and multiple different things, but I think as a parent, which obviously I understand parents cannot, you cannot protect your kids 100% of the time. I get that. I understand that. But as a parent, I feel like it's your job to make sure that you are not the one breaking your children. You are not the one causing these problems that your children have. You should not be the one causing those. You should be protecting them from these things. You should not be the one enforcing these, these problems. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense to anyone else? And I feel like that is just something that happens a lot. Where I feel like a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of toxici toxicity happens with parents. And maybe it's a generational thing. You know, maybe like our parents, obviously our parents grew up differently than we do. And so maybe the way that they raised us when we were children, they just seemed appropriate because that was how, that's how they were raised. I don't know. I don't know what factor is causing all of this. I'm just saying that it's very real and I see it all the time and I hear about it all the time and I went through it and I know how it made me feel and I know how it makes other people feel. And I think it's really shitty. <laughs> and it sucks how fast it makes you grow up because I know for me personally, I feel like I didn't have a childhood. I feel like I was robbed of my childhood. My childhood was stripped. I was forced to be an adult way too fast. I had lots of responsibilities and pressure put on me way too fast. And I didn't get to understand a lot of things about growing up. And so it took me a lot longer to understand them. It took me until like my late teenage years to like fully know myself and who I am. Which I know that that's obviously like a learning thing too. Like obviously you'll be learning about yourself. But just like the core basics things of like, Oh, well, that, that's, this is why I do this, or this is why I have this personality trait. It took me until I was like 19 years old to figure that stuff out because I was so occupied with trying to heal and just trying to like make sense of everything that had happened of my childhood and like trying to like un unlearn that it wasn't my fault and that it, that I, how to, that it wasn't my fault and that nothing I could have done could have made it any better, you know? Um, so yeah, and I feel like that's something that obviously takes a long time for a lot of people to fully understand and fully recognize. And it is, it's a, it's a healing process. Just like anything else in life, um, it takes time to heal from trauma. It's hard. You don't just do it overnight, and sometimes you might need professional help, um, and sometimes people just deal with it on their own. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what I want to take away from this episode. I just kind of wanted to talk about this because it's been on my mind for a while, and I know um, a lot of people deal with it, and it makes me sad because I feel like in a way 
we're kind of all in it together, you know? Like, we kind of all understand what it feels like. And that's sad, you know? Like, I don't want this to be, like, some big sad group hug. <laughs> but sometimes it feels like that, you know? Sometimes it just feels like if I were to tweet right now, like, oh, why was my childhood so awful? I feel like so many people would agree with it. And <laughs> I just don't like that. It just sucks, you know? Like, why? Why does that happen? Like, why are why is our childhood so sad? Like, that's not, that's not right. That... But, I mean, we can't take it back. Um, I don't know. It's a hard thing to just deal with and work with, especially if you've obviously dealt with it. It's hard. Um, but I guess all I can say is that what happened in our pasts, whether it was done, it was brought on by someone else or by ourselves, all we can really do is reflect on it. We can't go back in time and f change anything or fix anything, obviously. But all we can do is reflect on it and try to be a better person in the future. And learn from our mistakes or learn from what we've gone through. Um, and that is one of the biggest things that I have came to an agreement with, I guess, over all these years. is just that, like, I can't do anything about what happened to me. I can't control what happened to me. But I can control how I react to it. I can control what I do from now on. And that is, I guess that's the takeaway. That's what I want everyone to know is that if you did go through some sort of event in your childhood that was traumatic, I'm very sorry. But all you can do is just move on and learn from it and reflect on it and be a better person. So that's all I'm going to say for this episode because <laughs> my fiance just walked in the door. So, I'm going to go, but I'll see you guys in the next episode. Well, I guess I won't see you, but you'll hear me in the next episode. <laughs> okay, bye.